Playoff spots up for grabs tonight as we begin the penultimate week of the WPIAL football regular season. Hi everybody, for Pittsburgh Sports Now, this is Brandon Rossi, your host of the Whippy Whip Around, as we take a look at all of the happenings around Week 8 across Western Pennsylvania. Playoff spots up for grabs, and uh, it's really crunch time for those still sniffing those playoff spots as of Week 8. A number of teams can clinch a playoff berth and possibly a section championship or a conference championship, and... Uh, We'll break all of that down here on this episode of the Whippy a Whip Around. Firstly, before we go into our games of the week, because there's a lot of them, um, spoiler alert, there's more than just one game per conference. Um, we're taking a look at all of the games that have playoff implications or conference implications alongside all of our conference championships. For example, in Class 4A, every game in conference play minus one will be looked at because there's so many playoff scenarios that can be clinched as of tonight. And that includes, uh, in the Greater Allegheny, our conference championship. And the other two games, uh, they have playoff implications at least for tonight. So let's take a look at our top five in the WPIAL, again, in each classifications. Um, in Class 1A through 3A, no teams drop out, but there is some shuffling in the top five. 4A, 5A, 6A, there are some teams that are re-entering the top five uh, for Week 8. Firstly, in Class 1A, our number one team remains the same. It's Bishop Canavan. And our number two team after the big win last week is Laurel. They leapfrog Southside Beaver for the two spot in Class 1A. Southside drops to the three. And the Spartans, as I mentioned, are the favorite as of now to win the Big 7 Conference. Mapletown remains at the four spot. Our Lady of the Sacred Heart is in the five spot. In Class 2A, our top two remains the same. Steel Valley 1, Still Rocks 2. Beaver Falls, however, dips to the three spot, and Neshanik takes over the th over the three spots. So that puts the Lancers at three, Beaver Falls at four, and remaining in the five spot is Sarah Catholic. In Class 3A, uh, we have West Mifflin 5, Freeport 4, Elizabeth Ford 3. No surprises there, but this one will be an eyebrow raiser. Avonworth is now my new number one team in Class 3A. After the Lopes get that big win over North Catholic, Bell Vernon steamrolling the competition. Um, but for now, the Leopards are the two team. In Class 4A, Highlands has dropped out of the Class 4A top ranking, top five rankings. And that's nothing that the Golden Rams did. It's a matter of the team that's now entering the top five as the number five team and how strong they've looked. That being Armstrong, the Riverhawks with the 24-point win over Mars. The Riverhawks re-enter the top five in Class 4A. West Allegheny jumps up to four. Central Valley remains to three. And it seems like every week we alternate between McKeesport and Aliquippa as the number one team. This week it is McKeesport as the one team. Aliquippa is the two. But it's a fraction separating the two teams right now. Class 5A, as I mentioned on Tuesday, Pine Richland has jumped into the 5A top five. The Rams are number five for now. The number four team is Penn Trafford. The only team dropping out of the top five in Class 5A is Peters Township. 
Um, other teams from within that Allegheny six jumping in, that being Upper St. Clair at the three, and Bethel Park remains at the one spot. Gateway now is number two, despite losing to McKeesport in week seven. And in class 6A, NA remains one, Seneca Valley two. And right now, it's you can pretty much flip a coin, and any of the remaining three teams can be the number three team in Class 6A, that being Cannon Max, Central Catholic, and Mount Lebanon. For now, though, I have Cannon McMillan as the number three team after its impressive win over Upper St. Clair last week. Now it's time to look at our conference games of the week. And, uh, well, there's going to be a lot of them because playoff implications at stake for a lot of teams around the WPIAL. In Class 1A, we have eight games to look at, so let's waste no further time. Firstly, our Tri-County South game of the week. We're looking at one game in particular. It's Manesson traveling to Mapletown in the Tri-County South. Mapletown is undefeated in the number four team in Class 1A. Manesson currently sitting at second in the Tri-County South. Only loss coming two weeks to go to Carmichael's. Bounced back last week with a 70-30 win over Jefferson Morgan. Mapletown has been on a roll. Uh, Their smallest margin of victory this season, 29 points against Beth Center, 43-14. I think Mapletown gets the win tonight, but... It's going to be much more of a fight than um, Mapletown has been accustomed to this season. You, you have Landon Stevenson, the number two rusher in Class 1A, only behind Colin Brady of West Green. And Landon Stevenson, um, he's making a serious case right now for conference MVP out of the Tri-County South, and I think he's going to be too much for Manesson to handle. Class 1A in the Eastern Conference. Firstly, we have Jeanette hosting Springdale. Um, now, normally this would not be our game of the week because Springdale is 0-8, averaging almost 49 points given up, only scoring a touchdown per game. Jeanette, 2-6 on the season. However, a win tonight for the Jayhawks, and they're in the playoffs after a tumultuous year last year. The Jayhawks can sneak in as the four seed in the Eastern Conference, and I think they do. I think Jeanette gets the win at home against Springdale, and the Jayhawks um, not necessarily are back because it is still a two and six season. And after tonight, I think it'll be three and six. But um, I think the Jayhawks get into the playoffs uh, after missing last year after that rough go. Game of the week in the Eastern Conference, Greensburg Central Catholic travels to Riverview tomorrow to take on the Raiders. And for Riverview, well, they need to be Springdale fans, which I know is hard to say. But um, if Jeanette wins, then that pretty much puts a damper on everything in the Eastern Conference. And the top four will be set um, in the Eastern Conference, thus the playoff qualifiers and in the grand scheme of things, it won't mean much for Riverview. Um, not like I would, not like I think that Riverview is going to win anyway. I still think Greensburg Central Catholic dominates this one, but Riverview will have to rely on its arch nemesis Springdale to get the upset win at Jeanette. Now the Black Hills Conference, two playoff spots on the line. Firstly, we have Fort Cherry hosting Carlinton. The Rangers can clinch with a win against the Cougars. Carlinton, another tough year, 36 points for, 297 against. 
Fort Sherry has had a pretty darn good year, um, but the way that the last few weeks have gone, winning two straight, losing two straight. They're on a two-game winning streak, and I don't think that trend continues. And, uh, well, Carlinton right now, they've had some struggles. Fort Sherry um, has been very, very strong, and I think the Rangers get the win pretty easily and lock up a playoff spot. The other playoff spot in the Black Hills Conference can be clinched tonight between Our Lady of the Sacred Heart and Cornell. Now, no, neither of these teams are playing each other. The game of the week is Our Lady of the Sacred Heart traveling to Bishop Canavan tomorrow in a Whippeal Championship rematch from last season. And tonight, Chartier's Houston will travel to Cornell to take on the Raiders. So I'm sure that those at Our Lady of the Sacred Heart will be playing We'll be paying close attention to the Cornell-Chartiers-Houston game tonight. So firstly, we'll take a look at that game. Chartiers-Houston is 4-4 four and four on the season. Cornell 3-4, and four, but the Raiders currently sit as the 5th place team out of the Black Hills Conference. And Cornell has had a tough go in the last three weeks. Have lost each of the last three games to Burgettstown, Fort Cherry, and Bishop Canavan. By a combined score of 116 to 13. Um, and Chartier's Houston, on the other hand, um, they're looking to snap out of a streak as well. They've lost four of the last five games, only win sandwiched lat- two weeks ago against Carlinton, 39 8. Um, did put up a fight against Bishop Canavan, was not enough. But um, I think in this game, this could be looked at as an upset, but I am sticking with Chartier's Houston to defeat Cornell, which in essence would put Our Lady of the Sacred Heart into the playoffs out of the Black Hills Conference, and thus um, the game tomorrow with Olsh and Bishop Canavan would be merely for potentially a three-way tie for the Black Hills Conference Championship, at least as of the end of this week's events. Olsh 7-1, Bishop Canavan also 7-1. The Crusaders, after a somewhat slow start, again, have really put the pedal to the metal the last few weeks. Uh, last week, not winning by a ton, but still a comfortable win against Chartier's Houston, 33-6. And Our Lady of the Sacred Heart has the top passer in Class 1A, Nehemiah Azim, and it's not particularly close. Azim is thrown for 1,952 yards. Second place is Tyree Turner from GCC at just under 1,200 yards. That's almost an 800-yard disparity between Azim and Turner. Um, So the aerial assault of Olsh, it'll be countered by some pretty good athletes at the cornerback positions for Bishop Canavan. And I think the Crusaders get the win in this one. Um, and potential, I don't think it's going to be as bad as the championship game last year. If I'm not mistaken, it was, uh, a mercy rule win for Bishop Canavan, but I do think the Crusaders win by at least two touchdowns in the big seven conference, Rochester playing for its playoff live as the Rams travel to Northgate to take on the flames in the big seven conference. Northgate is 3-5 overall, 1-4 in conference play, only win against Summit Academy, and the defense has not been up to par thus far for Northgate, averaging about 42 points given up, only second second worst in the conference behind Summit Academy. 
Rochester, a perennial Big 7 conference threat. Um, got a non-conference win last week against Clareton, which, um, if nothing else, it's for pride's sake. And uh, Rochester and Northgate, I think this is a comfortable win for Rochester, potentially by mercy rule, but not quite. Uh, I'm going to stick with a 31-point win for Rochester. Our Big 7 Conference Game of the Week, though, is a battle for second place in the conference, Union and Southside Beaver. They're both 3-1 and one in conference play, Southside 7-1, and one. Union is 6-2. and two. The Rams coming off of the 33-16 loss to Laurel last week. Union has surprised some people in the Big 7 Conference and has had a really good season. Only WPIL loss coming to Laurel in overtime, 28-22 on home grass because, well, Union doesn't play on a turf field. This game is at Southside Beaver, so in essence, you would think that Southside has the edge, but I'm going with Union to win this one, and I think that Union eventually will get into the top five rankings in Class 1A. Right now, they're just on the outside, but I think Union gets the win over Southside, and the Scotties are the second-place team in the Big 7. Southside uh, will be after tonight, be locked in a tie for third with Rochester um, and with the Week 9 matchup coming up next week between Rochester and Southside. Now moving on to Class 2A, the Midwestern Conference. There's meaningful games everywhere. Um, our Game of the Week, first of all, is Mohawk traveling to Western Beaver. That'll be played tomorrow as, of course, Western Beaver does not have lights, so incapable of hosting uh, Friday night football games. Western Beaver currently tied for second in the Midwestern Conference, but would be the three seed coming out of that conference due to its loss to Neshanik earlier this season. Mohawk um, currently in the four spot in the Midwestern Conference, and the Warriors can clinch with a win or... Losses by Freedom and Elwood City. For reference, Freedom is hosting Beaver Falls. Elwood City travels to Nishanik. And uh, uh, let's just get those games out of the way first. I think Beaver Falls and Nishanik win pretty easily over those two teams. Um, Beaver Falls, I think, will have the tougher test um, going up to Freedom. But Beaver Falls will win by mercy rule. And Nishanik will win by over 40 points. Back to the task at hand. Mohawk with a win or losses by Freedom in Elwood City. So it, in essence, has um, an easier road to the playoffs than the other team we're going to be taking a look at, that being Riverside. Um, But Mohawk and Western Beaver, I think that this game, in terms of the the playoff seedings, it's going to be irrelevant, and I think Mohawk is going to get into the playoffs regardless because I do think that at least one of those teams will lose tonight, if not both. But I still think that Western Beaver has a significant edge right now over Mohawk, um, and I'm picking Western Beaver to win by a couple of scores. The other game, as I mentioned, New Brighton travels to Riverside. The Lions have had a really tough season have averaged 47 points given up, which is most in Class 2A. And they're taking on a Riverside team that 
Offensively, not the strongest, 18 points per game, and are on a three-game losing streak, but credit those three games to the top three teams in the conference, Beaver Falls, Western Beaver, and Neshanik, both or all three games giving up 40-plus points, and the worst loss coming last week to Neshanik, 42-0. Riverside, I think, gets back on track with a win against New Brighton, um, but it needs some help to get into the playoffs, um, which is... Riverside clinches with a win and will need to get losses by Freedom and Elwood City, which, of course, by my predictions, I think that all happens, and I think Mohawk and Riverside clinch playoff bursts and thus closing the book on the Midwestern Conference playoff scenario. Now going to the Century Conference, our game of the week is Wash High traveling to Keystone Oaks. Um, now both teams tied for second in the conference. Keystone Oaks will clinch with a win or a Brentwood loss. And before we look at the Wash High Keystone Oaks game, Brentwood travels to Charleroi. Um, and again, Keystone Oaks will need to rely on Brentwood, um, potentially as kind of a backup plan to get into the playoffs and going up against a Charleroi team that's only scored 38 points in seven games, not looking too bright, um, at least in that department. So I think Brentwood gets the win against Charleroi, but I do think that Charleroi makes it a reasonably close game, but I still think Brentwood wins by about, I'd say, 10 points, roughly. Now, Wash High and Keystone Oaks, um, the Golden Eagles have had a pretty good season, all things considered, dropping down from 3A to 2A. The Golden Eagles are 6-2 and two overall. Winners of three straight, including the big win last week at McGuffey, 32-30. Um, but Wash High, I think, has better high-end talent. The Prexies bounced back in a big way last week with a 61-0 thumping of Charleroi. And I do think Wash High gets the win. Thus, Keystone Oaks uh, will have to wait another week uh, for a playoff berth. Finally, in the Allegheny Conference, our game of the week, Sarah Catholic travels to Apollo Ridge. The Vikings are currently tied for fourth in the Allegheny Conference alongside Burl and Amani Christian. For reference, Burl is at Derry. Amani Christian hosts Ligonier Valley. Um, just based off of that, you would think that Burrow is going to get the win at Derry. Um, and Ligonier Valley, Amani Christian, that's a tough one. That's a game that can really go either way. But uh, Sarah Catholic already in the playoffs. Apollo Ridge looking to be one of those teams in the four-way tie to at least get the invite into the playoffs. And it all starts with this tough game this week against Sarah Catholic. Apollo Ridge is 4-4, four and four, coming off of a 26-13 win last week against Yawk. Sarah Catholic defeated Leonier Valley last week, 27-18. I don't think this game is a blowout, but I think it is a comfortable win for Sarah Catholic. I'm going 20 points, so a three-possession game. Sarah Catholic gets the win. Now moving to Class 3A, where firstly, our game of the week, well, quite frankly, it doesn't have much meaning. It's Seton LaSalle at Avonworth. The Lopes in the playoffs, the Rebels out of the playoffs. It's 4-0 versus 0-5 in conference play. It's pretty obvious who I'm going with in this one. It's Avonworth. It's just a matter of how many points 
um, between these two. And honestly, I think he can get the 60 points. With that out of the way, the the interesting game, this is the one with playoff implications. It's pretty simple. Win and in for West Mifflin as the Titans travel to Hopewell to take on the Vikings. Uh, West Mifflin is 3-1, second in the conference. Hopewell is tied for fourth with Beaver at 2-2 two and two in the Western Hills. And uh, on paper, this game is pretty intriguing because these are two teams in recent years that have not had much success. Um, Hopewell, I believe the last time that the Vikings made the playoffs was 2012. And, uh, well, they're, they're not in striking distance yet, but, um, Hopewell has been kind of a surprise team. They have, they've had a decent season, three and five, uh, overall two and two in conference play. And, uh, with West Mifflin, the drop to three, a has helped them significantly, um, and plus moving into the Western Hills Conference as opposed to staying with the likes of Bell Verdon and Elizabeth Ford in the interstate. Um, between these two, I think West Mifflin wins and wins potentially big. Um, I'm going with the Titans in this one. Interstate Conference. We have playoff implications in all three conference games tonight. Our game of the week is South Moreland traveling to Bell Vernon. Now, um, Bell Vernon is already in the playoffs. They're 5-2 and two and 3-0 and oh overall in conference play. And uh, I've only given up two touchdowns in those three conference games. Now, Southmoreland, this is crunch time. The Scotties can get into the playoffs with a win tonight against Bell Vernon, which easier said than done. Or Southmoreland gets in with losses by Greensburg-Salem and South Allegheny. So before we look at the Southmoreland Bell Vernon game, let's take a look at the other games. Mount Pleasant hosting South Allegheny. The Vikings are winning in, and I do think that the Vikings will win and get in. Uh, Mount Pleasant has had a pretty good season, kind of a renaissance of sorts, um, with Robbie Labuda leading the way. South Allegheny winless in section play and are one and seven overall. I do think, though, this game is a lot closer than people think, and uh, this will be a one-possession game, but ultimately Mount Pleasant gets the win in the playoff berth. And then Elizabeth Ford and Greensburg-Salem, they're getting together. Um, as I mentioned, Southmoreland gets in with losses by South Allegheny and Greensburg-Salem, and on paper it's looking pretty likely that that's going to happen, at least with Greensburg-Salem losing to Elizabeth Ford. I'm picking the Warriors to win big in that one. The question mark would be South Allegheny in the Mount Pleasant game. Um, that, I think, is going to come down uh, and decide whether or not Southmoreland gets in, assuming that the Scotties don't get the win at Bell Vernon, which I don't think they will. I think Bell Vernon's uh, too strong right now, and the Leopards will come out with a win. However, this could be a trap game because don't forget the matchup looming next week, that being for the Interstate Conference crown, Bell Vernon and Elizabeth Ford. That'll go a long way in deciding potentially a number one seed in Class 3A. And finally, in the Allegheny 6, our game of the week, Shadyside Academy travels to Deer Lakes. Now, Deer Lakes clinches with a win or a loss by knock. 
Knock travels to East Allegheny to take on the Wildcats. Knock on the season is winless, 0-8, and in conference play, 0-3. They're the only team in conference play to give up more than 100 points overall on the season. And um, I think that East Allegheny will get in with a win. For East Allegheny, it's win and in, and the Wildcats, I think, are the heavy favorite and will come away with an easy win against Knock by three to four touchdowns. Now, in essence, that would also put Deer Lakes into the playoffs in the Allegheny Six. However, the task at hand tonight is the Shadyside Academy Bulldogs. And uh, Shadyside Academy, also 2-1. and one. They're looking to break a three-way tie for second between those two and East Allegheny. And um, I think after tonight, there will be still a tie for second place in the Allegheny Six. That being with East Allegheny and Shadyside Academy. I think Shadyside Academy gets the win um, somewhat easily tonight. It's a three-touchdown game, in my opinion. Class 4A, there's uh, pretty much every game is meaningful at this point. Firstly, let's take a look at our game of the week. That being West Allegheny at Central Valley. This will decide potentially if there's a second or third place spot or a potential three-way tie for the Parkway Conference. There is still a chance that West Allegheny can win the Parkway, but it would share with Central Valley and Aliquippa if things go the Indians' way. Um, That includes if West Allegheny were to defeat Central Valley tonight um, and Central Valley were to defeat Aliquippa next week. So... um, at least for the task at hand tonight, not picking a winner because, again, my rule is if you're affiliated with this with any of the games, you can't make a prediction. But um, I will say this. Central Valley has, I think, the best offense in Class 4A, and their defense is extremely underrated. Um, you take a look at the Parkway, and Aliquippa gets all the love. Not a lot of people talk about Central Valley's defense. They're still giving up just under nine points a game. It just gets overshadowed by that strong offense led by quietly one of the best running backs in the WPIAL, Brett Fitzsimmons, not to mention um, wide receiver-wise, one of the best in 4A, that being Javen Thompson, and they also have one of the best linemen, two-way linemen in the WPIAL, Jackson Tanya. Um, those three, I think, will go a big way in if Central Valley were to come away with a win. West Allegheny, um, they're they're going to have to play um, collectively, cohesively, in order to pick up a win at Central Valley. It's a daunting task, but this is easily Central Valley's biggest test this season. The biggest test to this point prior to tonight was against Avonworth. Central Valley passed that test with flying colors. Not going to pick a winner, but um, I will say this. If Central Valley wins, it'll be by two touchdowns. If West Allegheny wins, it'll be in the final minute of play. Other games in the Parkway, um, Blackhawk will travel to Montour tonight to take on the Spartans. Now, Blackhawk clinches with a win or a Chartiers Valley loss. So, who does Chartiers Valley play tonight? Aliquippa. Congratulations to Blackhawk on getting into the playoffs. <laughs> um, so, 
with that in mind, assuming that Aliquippa takes care of Chartier's Valley tonight, um, this Blackhawk Montour game is going to go a long way in deciding a fourth place spot in the Parkway Conference. Um, Blackhawk last week surprised a lot of people. Um, lost to West Allegheny, but it was a very close game. Um, took the Indians to double overtime, which, fun fact, it's the first double overtime game in West Allegheny history. And Blackhawk offensively, not the strongest unit, but the defense has done enough to keep the Cougars within games. And after that stretch against the top three teams in the conference, that game last week certainly has built some confidence with Blackhawk going into tonight's game with Montour. And as a matter of fact, I think Blackhawk gets a close win tonight at Montour. Um, I'm going to say Blackhawk wins. I'm going to go 21-19 in a tight, tight game. And in case you couldn't tell, I'm picking Aliquippa to beat Chartier's Valley, by the way. In the Greater Allegheny Conference, firstly, let's get the playoff implications out of the way first. Um, Two games with playoff implications. Hampton travels to Mars. North Catholic travels to Indiana. Now, the scenario here, if Mars and North Catholic win, they're in the playoffs. And that would eliminate Hampton and Indiana. So we'll tackle these two games um, at the same time. Firstly, North Catholic and Indiana. The Trojans are 4-4 four and four with a 2-2 two and two conference record. There's a three-way tie for the Greater Allegheny third-place spot between Mars, Hampton, and North Catholic. Indiana clinging on to a playoff spot, and it's must-win territory for the Indians at this point. Now, Hampton travels to Mars, and again, must-win for Hampton. Um, they don't have a lot of tiebreaker points after losing to North Catholic two weeks ago. And if Hampton were to lose to Mars, then, well, it's pretty cut and dry. That would mean Hampton, the odd team out in that three-way tie, at least for now. Now, it is a rivalry game between Hampton and Mars. Um, Those games have been fun out of the Greater Allegheny and any other conference that they've been in in the past. Um, So what happens here? I think North Catholic wins against Indiana fairly easily. And then Hampton and Mars, I am picking Hampton to win this game by 10 points. Um, Mars has had a good season, but against the top two teams, Highlands and Armstrong have kind of fell flat. Neither team has really won any close games this season, but Hampton, I think, has a slight, slight edge over Mars, and uh, the plans will have to wait at least one more week to see if it gets into the playoffs, um, assuming that this scenario happens. Also, the Greater Allegheny Conference Championship will be decided tonight between Highlands and Armstrong. Um, These two teams have by far been the two best teams out of the Greater Allegheny Conference. Both teams 4-0. Highlands is undefeated at 8-0. Armstrong 7-1. The only loss coming to Aliquippa who is uh, one of the top teams in the state, let alone the WPIAL. We know about Armstrong's passing game led by Caden Olson, and we know that Highlands collectively has been a very capable unit led by Luke Bombalski. Um, This game is the definition of a coin flip. I think out of all the games this year, 
This is the one where I legitimately do not know who's going to win. This could you could flip a coin right now, and if it lands on Highlands, I would pick them. If it lands on Armstrong, I would pick them. That's how tight it is. Um, however, I think this game goes to overtime, and Armstrong pulls it out on a two-point conversion or an extra point. Either way, Armstrong wins by one. But the gap is so minuscule that it's almost neutron level. Um, But I still think Armstrong just very slightly comes away with the win against Highlands. In the Big 7 Conference, um, a lot going on. And the key right now is Connellsville. Um, Now, Connellsville is at Thomas Jefferson. McKeesport is at Latrobe. Ringgold is at Laurel Highlands. Now, here's the scenario. Latrobe clinches with a win against McKeesport. Easier said than done. Or Latrobe just needs one more Connellsville loss. Connellsville is at TJ tonight and and against Laurel Highlands next week. Connellsville, there is still a slim chance that the Falcons can get the two spot in the Big 7 Conference. But in order to get into the playoffs, Connellsville needs to win both games against Thomas Jefferson and Laurel Highlands, and Laurel Highlands or Thomas Jefferson lose out. So even if Connellsville were to somehow get the upset win at TJ, it still needs Laurel Highlands to lose to Ringgold. Um, And... I don't think that's happening. Ringgold is, um, let's just say they're struggling. 20 points in eight games, not good. One touchdown in four conference games, yikes. And that one touchdown was to Connellsville. So I think Connellsville gets eliminated tonight regardless. Um, Even if Laurel Highlands were to somehow lose to Ringgold, I still think TJ rolls against Connellsville in... A mercy rule game. And McKeesport at Latrobe. This game, I think, has the potential to be closer than people anticipate. McKeesport, yes, is my number one team. I still am picking McKeesport to win by a bunch. But I don't think this game is going to get to 48 nothing. Um, I'm predicting, let's go 31-6. McKeesport wins that one. Now in the 5A classification... We have, firstly, out of the Northeast Conference, Woodland Hills travels to Pine Ridgeland. And for the Northeast Conference, I'm not even going to break down how many different scenarios there are because if I do that, we'd be here until next week. Um, Now, Woodland Hills and Pine Ridgeland, they get together tonight in our conference game of the week. Um, These two teams right now are tied for second in the conference alongside Penn Hills at 2-1. Leading the conference for now is North Hills. They're out of the conference tonight uh, with a non-conference game against Franklin Regional. So they'll remain 3-1 and one in conference play after tonight. And one of, if not two teams, will be in a three-way tie for the Northeast Conference. That being the potential chances, Penn Hills, if it were to win tonight against Shaler, and the winner of this game. Um, now, who do I think wins this game? I think Pine Richland is too hot right now, and uh, the Rams 
win pretty easily, I'm going to say, and it might get to a mercy rule. And that's not easy for me to say because Woodland Hills has had a tremendous history. But Pine Richland, um, again, the move by the move by the coaching staff for Palmieri cannot be overstated um, as to how important it was. And that move will keep Pine Richland rolling, and the Rams will be in a tie for first after tonight. In the Big East Conference, this is where it gets interesting. The first game, Gateway hosting Norwin. The Gators clinch with a win. Um, I mean, it's got to be Gateway to win this one. Norwin is 0-3 in conference play, 1-7 overall. Gateway not as dominant, but I still think the Gators um, win very easily tonight. Now, the game of the week, Plum, who has already been eliminated from playoff contention, travels to Hempfield. Hempfield started the year 5-0. They have now lost three straight. Gateway in week five, Seneca Valley two weeks ago, Franklin Regional last week. All of a sudden, this dream season is slowly turning into a nightmare. And uh, if Hemfield loses tonight, it'll be a night terror. Again, no Jake Phillips last week, which a tough blow. Tonight against Plum, um, don't know the status of Jake Phillips. Don't know if he's out for the year, if he's coming back tonight, whatever the case may be. This game has the potential to be very, very, very close. No, Plum is not going to the playoffs. It's already eliminated. But the Mustangs can play spoiler to Hempfield, which I'm sure that's something that the Mustangs would love nothing more. But Plum has lost four straight. And in those four straights, uh, two points to Gateway, three points to Franklin Regional, and 14 points to South Fayette and Penn Trafford. So it's not like Plum is a bad three and five. Um, this is a team that that uh, this is a Plum team that, in any other circumstance, would probably get in the playoffs, but um, as a lower seed, but they would still get in. And this game is going to be a lot tougher than people think. I am saying Hempfield wins thirteen to nine, and our Allegheny Six Conference game of the week, Bethel Park travels to South Fayette. Um, South Fayette is the key in Class 5A to, to determine playoff positioning. Um, Bethel Park can clinch with a win, but if South Fayette wins, then the, the riot act takes place um, because all of a sudden you would have a potentially a four-way tie for first place going into next week. Keep in mind that those four teams play each other. Next week, South Fayette takes on Upper St. Clair. Bethel Park takes on Peters Township. So South Fayette can really shake things up to the core in the Allegheny Six Conference. Um, I'm not picking a winner because I'm announcing this game tonight. Bethel Park, this is my first time seeing Bethel Park this season, and I'm very excited to see um, Austin Kai in that ground game that Bethel Park has. But something that we haven't mentioned um, a lot this year, Bethel Park may just have the best linebacking core in the WPIAL. Three seniors, and they all got great size, they all got great speed, and they're all physical, physical linebackers. Aiden Curry, Tyler Stewart, and Gavin Mole. Mole is heading to Delaware. 
Um, if Bethel Park wins, it's going to be on the back of that defense causing some mistakes by South Fayette's offense. Um, the Lions are – well, Bethel Park is a senior-laden team, and um, this game – I think is going to be a very, very close game. Last year, Bethel Park won by 20 points. I don't think that'll be the case this year. I am not picking a winner, but I am saying that the winner will win 28-24. I'm fully anticipating a very tight game. Um, A lot tighter than I'm sure people are anticipating. But this game will give fans their money's worth for sure. Finally, we go to Class 6A, only one conference game, despite a lot of non-conference games taking place tonight. Um, Central Catholic travels to Seneca Valley, and just for the fact that we're in Week 8, we're not looking at any non-conference games because I don't care if they're the best-looking games on paper. They don't matter in the long run, especially in Class 6A when you, you have five teams, four spots available, and one team is clinched, and that being North Allegheny. These two teams, they were heavy favorites in the preseason. Um, in fact, in the start of the season, this was my pick for the WPIL championship game. And now all of a sudden, um, the loser of tonight's game is in serious, serious jeopardy of, um, of the season being derailed. So, something's got to give here tonight. Seneca is currently second in the 6A conference at 1-1. One one. Um, they are coming off of a five-game winning streak and have won each of the last three games by 30-plus points, including a 53-14 win against North Hills. Central Catholic, um, last week winning on one of the craziest plays in WPIAL history, Tonight, if Central Catholic were to win, um, I would say for sure that that ending to Penn Hills really rejuvenated Central Catholic's season. But um, this game, I think, is very close. Last year, Central Catholic got the better of Seneca Valley. I announced the regular season game at Carnegie Mellon last year, and Seneca Valley had five turnovers. I don't care if you have five turnovers and are scoring a bajillion points a game. You're almost never going to win a game whenever you have five turnovers in a game. And the Central Catholic defense came out to play that game. The Viking defense this year, not the strongest unit um, in terms of points per game. They had a strong showing in it against North Allegheny and Mount Lebanon, but both of those games ended up in losses. And I think Seneca Valley's offense is very high-end with um, Graham Hancock's leading the way, Luke Lawson, Aiden Lysak, and a ton of options Seneca Valley has offensively. This is going to be a tough one. Um, I think Seneca has a minuscule edge over Central Catholic, and I think the Raiders get the win with a last-second touchdown and thus putting a huge damper on Central Catholic's season for now. But that'll do it for this Week 8 preview edition of the Whippy Whip Around. Thank you so much for joining me. Follow me on Twitter at Ross2 underscores E-Y-E and follow Pittsburgh Sports Now on Twitter at PGH Sports Now. I'm Brendan Rossi for the Whippy Whip Around. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you next time.